0: Hello and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 162 and we're discussing our fall 2023 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime we're going to talk about. We have reached the end of the year. It feels like just yesterday we were talking about fall 2022
1: yeah, I remember how stacked that was.
0: Yeah, how insane of a season that was. I I don't think fall 2023 is going to compare to one year ago, but it's still a good season. There's still a lot of good shows to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's true. But before we get into all of that, I think there are some celebrations in order here at Strictly Anime because this episode is coming out the week of Courtney's birthday so happy birthday
0: thank you yes it's it's my birthday and i'm getting older <laughs> and yeah i turn 34 this year i feel really old
1: that's not old are you sure about i mean that? <laughs> i know like millennials complain about how 30 your bones are already creaking but your
0: muscles are fatigued, <laughs> your brain is cloudy.
1: <laughs> there are still many more years ahead of you than behind you, So, um, but hopefully you'll revel in this moment and, and celebrate. Um, we, we've already had a couple of celebrations um, leading up to this week, so despite the millennial laments of turning any age after 30, um, hopefully you'll still... Still have a good birthday. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited because I decided to do things low-key for my birthday this year. And years pass. I know we've talked about this on the podcast. I typically group my birthday with Halloween because it's only a few days apart. And we'll host like a big Halloween slash birthday party. um, Invite all our friends out, of course, and and, uh, encourage everyone to dress in costume. This year... Taking a step back from that, um, I wanted to do things a bit different and just do a low-key chill birthday. So I actually took the entire week off of work so I can spend all of my time with you, with Rigby, and, of course, with our baby. Just be at home, just relax, and not have to worry about my day job.
1: Yeah, and actually, speaking of like the parties we've hosted in the past for your birthday, uh, a lot of our friends came up to me and asked, like oh, when's the party this year? <laughs> yeah, like they were expecting <laughs> it, um, and I, I had to tell them like Courtney's have or she's taking a change of pace this year, um, so you gotta find another party or just find make you, another party <laughs> make, you, make your <laughs> own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what I did for my birthday. Is like I just wanted to keep it low key this year.
0: And I'm sure next year, maybe the following year, we'll bring back the combo birthday Halloween party because I, I love it. I, it's so much fun every single year having everyone come out to our place, um, get wasted as fuck, and then just crash and then grab breakfast the next morning. It's it's really great. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to switch things up this year, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And we have other Halloween parties that our friends are putting uh, together anyway, so we'll be able to still do all of the fun Halloween festivities that we look forward to because it is my favorite holiday. Another reason that I wanted to keep things chill for my birthday, and I guess this is like a bit of a life update. Um, we haven't done this in quite a while, have we? You
1: no. Know, well, the last one was that our, our kid was born, I feel.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. It's. I, I guess we could do a, a quick life update. So another reason why I wanted to have a low-key birthday is because in general, I haven't been feeling super great. I haven't been feeling a hundred percent. And a lot of that I'm sure is, um, some of the after effects of having a baby. Um, but also just in general, like I've, I've been feeling super fatigued, super exhausted. And there's some, some things I'm, you know, working through, um, to kind of figure that all out with, with my doctor and everything and trying different remedies. So I have been extremely, extremely tired and that kind of ties into, um, I guess, the podcast as well because you guys may have noticed that the past several weeks we haven't been as good about posting our strictly anime episodes um, on Mondays uh, like we typically do. Some of them have gone out on Mondays, but some of them have gone out on Tuesdays or maybe a few days even after yeah, maybe that. maybe <laughs> someone
1: can run the statistics on, on how our release schedule has been for the past month or so.
0: Yeah, we're trying our best, but um, I guess to to share a little bit of insight into that, it, it stems from me not feeling 100%, me not always feeling so great. There are some days where I'm just so incredibly fatigued and exhausted that I just can't stay awake. By like 7, 8 p.m., I'm... Like practically asleep where I'm standing. It's it's so bad. So I'm kind of dealing with that and trying to get myself feeling better, get myself the energy that I need. But because of that, you know, we typically record at night because that's when our our baby goes to bed and that's the best time for us to record uninterrupted. But I, yeah, I'm like not even awake half the time. So it's been a, a balancing act um, for us to give me time to recover and and to work through all of this while also being able to get our episodes um, you know, taken care of and, and recorded and whatnot. So we long story short, we appreciate you guys being patient with us. We apologize if our delayed episode releases have You know, cause any inconvenience to you guys because I know a lot of you look forward to that every Monday. Some of you have shared that you even listen to our podcast while you're working or on your commute or whatnot. So, do know that we are trying our absolute best, and we we are certain that you know this will get better um, once I'm able to overcome my my extreme fatigue.
1: Yeah, we seriously appreciate everyone's understanding. Um, I know we had an announcement on our discord about some of our delays and it seems that you know people on our discord and our listeners have shown an understanding of it and you know they still are active on that discord they still engage with us um in other forms uh with our podcast so again all of that support um does not go unnoticed so thank you again for everyone for your understanding and your support and rest assured there are exciting things that are still going on in strictly anime um you'll hear about them very very soon
0: on more of a positive note i have finally watched or started re-watching kaguya sama love is war Uh-oh. <laughs> i did it i finally watched the first episode again so this stems back to episode 150 titled anime that we dropped where we shared our dropped list um, from Mal, and we asked our Discord members to vote on which of our dropped anime each of us has to rewatch, has to give another try to. And mine ended up being Kaguya-sama. So it's been a little while, but I finally mustered the courage and found the time to watch Kaguya-sama. So yes, I'm only one episode in, but I promised that I would give everyone an update as I progressed through this. And first episode in... I feel similarly that it is a lot. Like there's a lot going on in the show and that's what initially made me drop it after three episodes. I just felt like it was too much. It was like too chaotic. Um, It was just uh, very intense to watch. But watching it a second time, especially after seeing a, a lot of, anime that I can't, I can't think of off the top of my head but there have been other anime that I've watched recently that have sort of that like intensity behind them and a very fast-paced storytelling style that makes kaguya feel a little more familiar now. I don't know if I just happened to watch it the first time in a period where I just hadn't seen any shows with a similar quick pace to them and maybe kaguya came in like too hot for me but it's better this time around. I'm going to keep going with it. I'm going to see if I can try to make it through the first season. But, you know, one episode in, I, I think so far, so good.
1: By fast paced, do you mean like how it's segmented into like particular mini stories between Kaguya and Shirogane?
0: kind of i guess maybe fast paced isn't really the right term cuz it's not like they're rapid fire going through all of these segments it's just more like the cuts are super quick um and then like i get the the idea is like it's a mental battle between the two main characters but i i just feel like it's i don't know it's like chaotic at times i think chaotic is a better word than like fast paced it's just very mm-hmm. chaotic the way the story is told the way they go through these mental battles um and and the way everything is portrayed on screen, like even just the animation style, it's just like very in your face sometimes. And yeah, like I said, it's it's not as bad this time around, maybe because I've already seen this episode a while back, or maybe because, like I said, some of the recent anime that I've watched kind of has a similar vibe to it. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be positive here. I'm giving it a genuine go. Everyone wanted me to watch Kaguya-sama, so I'm going to try. I'm trying my best.
1: I can see it. It's like there's a lot of romantic tension with seeing which of the main love interests is going to confess. Um, And I think they express that through very extreme means (laughs) in this series. Um, And then, you know, what's her name? Chica. Was Chica in the first episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah, She inserts her chaotic energy and that just makes everything like twice as twice as energized. Uh but I don't know. I, I enjoy the show. I, I think I feel like the segmented stuff provides like funny little vignettes that give a little bit of insight into each student's lives. Um but hopefully you'll you'll appreciate the show a little bit more as you continue your rewatch of it.
0: Have you watched Past the First Season?
1: I have not. <laughs> um, I, I've been meaning to, but you know, there's always an onslaught of anime, especially with these seasonals, that sometimes you just have to push it to the back end before you get a chance to getting around it again.
0: Well, if I stick to Kaguyasama and I, I don't end up dropping it again, then maybe we can watch it together.
1: Okawai Koto. <laughs> <laughs> Did I use that right?
0: Well, I have to ask, do you have an update on your dropped anime? No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still stuck on some summer anime. And then I just randomly added, uh, what, is, what is it called? I don't know why I just decided to watch this. Skull faced Bookseller Honda-san. Um uh, I think I just, I wanted to find something on my plan to watch list that was just low key, no frills. And then I found, I added this on my plan to watch. And so I gave it a watch and I'm I'm still working through it's only 11 minute episodes. I think there's a total of 12, but there's not really much going on in this show. And it's, it's kind of PowerPoint animation
0: so similar to way of the house husband
1: yes like very limited actual movement from the characters it's more like you know if they were puppets on a stick and that's how they kind of (laughs) move i i don't really remember why i added this to my watch list i think i saw a meme online and i thought oh this show must be funny i mean it's about a, a guy who works at a bookstore in japan although everyone's faces like himself and the employees they're switched out with like he has a skull for a face and then other people have masks on Um, so it's it's really strange concept i guess uh i think it's touted to be a comedy it's just it's it's not like much of a comedy to me um and i think i have like three or four episodes left to watch of it all that said i i have not watched orbital children because i get distracted by other anime on my plan to watch list as well as still trying to chug along through any seasonals that i have to wrap up still
0: well when you finally watch orbital children let us know let us know what you think about it it's only six episodes it's not as bad as kaguya sama (laughs) yeah
1: i do plan on watching it before the year ends so hopefully this onslaught of seasonals will slow down a bit. And maybe I'll wrap up the holidays with six sweet episodes of The Orbital Children.
0: I don't know about that because we've got some good shows on here. I wouldn't yeah. say this is the longest list that we've ever had for a particular season, but it's a decent sized list.
1: I think I have about 12 or 13 Shows that I'm going to watch altogether (laughs) this season. Um, And that's, again, that's not including what I'm watching outside of the season. So I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. And I don't want to drop anything, but I guess it just depends on how these shows go.
0: Well, let's jump into it. Let's talk all about Fall 2023 anime first impressions. We only do this episode four times a year. So to run through our format, each season, We share our first impressions, of course, of the new anime that's coming out. Um, And we try to give it about two to three weeks into the season that we've got a couple of episodes under our belt. And we can get a good sense of whether or not it's going to be an episode or sorry, a show um, that we would recommend or maybe not recommend or that we're going to keep watching or perhaps drop. So we go through a couple of different categories, including what's continuing from the previous season, what we're currently watching, and then what we plan to watch that we haven't started yet. And if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after everything's done airing, that is exclusive for our patrons. And we have our upcoming summer 2023 end of season review. So if you're interested, you can head over to patreon.com slash the strictly series. So to start us off, we're going to talk about shows continuing from the previous season, from summer 2023. And we have just three of them, which is not too bad. And the first one is Jujutsu Kaisen season two. We are 11 episodes in out of 23 so we're right around that halfway point point. and we recently very very recently in fact just before this episode posted our part one review of the second season so if you're interested in hearing that all of our in-depth details and, and thoughts and whatnot are in episode 161 of Strictly Anime.
1: Yeah the Shibuya incident's getting pretty spicy now some big things happened in the first half that i'm sure are gonna have a lasting impact on the second half
0: yeah to talk very briefly and high level about jujutsu kaisen season two of course with no spoilers it's starting off really good i wouldn't say okay so for everyone um who may or may not be aware uh the first five episodes are actually a prequel and then episode six jumps into present day so not really like a spoiler or anything that's just the format that they used and i would say it's, it's starting off really, really strong, um, but the present day stuff, I feel like, is maybe not as, at least for me, uh, like compelling as what happened in the first season, but it's also just the first part of like what's happening in current day, so I don't want to judge too early, um, and I'm looking forward to where things are going with the story, so I'm excited to see the latter half.
1: Yeah, I think I just want to see more of the main cast in the second half. Um, there was particular focus on one character in the first half, which makes a lot of sense. But you know, Jujutsu Kaisen proper is all about Itadori and the stuff that he's going through, and also the other students and staff of Jujutsu High. Uh, so hopefully, they'll expound upon that a little bit more with the second core. Um, I've already heard spoilers about episode 12.
0: (laughs) You have? Oh boy. Twitter?
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks Twitter and just social media in general. Uh, But I I think just from (laughs) hearing those spoilers, it seems like it's heading in a good direction. I mean, good direction as in like the direction that I'm hoping for the rest of the season. I don't know if that's really a good good direction story-wise for what's happening Um, to some of these characters
0: it'll be a fun ride I think it's it's shaping up to be a solid season and uh, look forward to our part two review at what the end of the year by the time the season's done yeah next up we have Rurouni Kenshin we are 12 episodes in out of 24 so we are at that halfway mark and so far so good. I am very much enjoying it. We've talked about this one in our last First Impressions episode where I mentioned I watched the the original or the OG Kenshin anime that came out many, many years ago, so I have some familiarity, but I don't really remember a ton of what happened. It's kind of fun to re-experience the story in a way that is closer and more uh, true to the manga, and you seem to be enjoying it as well. Would you say you're still enjoying it halfway through?
1: Yeah, I am. It feels like, I might have mentioned this in the summer impressions, it feels like watching a Saturday morning cartoon. Probably because, like, since this is adapting a manga from, I forget when, I think it was made in the the, the 90s. um, It just has that sort of nostalgic feel to it. And there have been several different arcs in this first half for Rurouni Kenshin that have been compelling, but right now, um, it's in a very interesting arc where Kenshin is kind of put to the test uh, against his values and his his morals. Uh, so hopefully we just get continue to get more of that. Um, that's, that's all I hope for.
0: And last for the category of anime continuing from the previous season is ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. So this one is a very interesting situation. Uh, we are six episodes in out of 12 And we can't progress any further than that because I don't think there are any episodes beyond that. Or have we not caught up? I'm confused. Did I not update my list?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are not caught up to where the anime is currently stopped. Okay,
0: I I confused myself at first. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know it's more than six episodes that have aired, but we haven't caught up to that. So I think
1: there have been nine episodes total that have aired. um, The last one being... In late September but then the show went on an indefinite hiatus I don't remember exactly what the hiatus was in regards to I'm assuming just you know production issues um but yeah episode 10 it still has no release date announced
0: I really hope that the production delay doesn't derail the anime because it's really good. I am enjoying it so much. I love the vibe. I love this unique spin on the zombie genre. I know it's not the first to do what they're doing, but we don't see it very often. So it is like it is nice to see a more like fun type of zombie show and I just think it, like the production value is so incredibly high for this show. The humor hits just right. Like, Bug Films, they're doing a great job with this. So whenever this comes out of hiatus and they're able to finish out this season, I just hope we don't get, like, a... Uh, like a what show am I thinking of?
1: Isekai Oji-san. That or um, Wonder, Wonder a- Egg Priority. Priority.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what is the name of that show? Like Those situations where there was a hiatus and then they finally finished the show, but the ending or the last few episodes just didn't do the show justice. You could tell that the production delays and everything going on with the studio impacted the final result. So if Bug Films needs a little bit more time to finish out the season strong, I'm all for it. I'd rather have a great end product than something that comes out quicker but isn't as well-polished.
1: I think there have been delays throughout the anime's release schedule. Uh, I'm looking at an article from IGN India which says episodes four to nine were initially delayed by one day after their intended release dates, Um, but now it's the whole anime that's been delayed even though there are only three episodes left uh, headline or the subtitle for the headline says that the anime has been marred by production and scheduling issues which seems very common nowadays um but yeah it's just oddly uh, it's only three episodes left and now we gotta wait who knows how long um yeah i hope that the hype doesn't die uh, and I also hope that the quality of the anime also doesn't falter because I'm getting yeah, mad flashbacks to Isekai oji which by the end of that, I was just like, just get this fucking anime over with. But I hope that's not the case with Zom 100 because I'm really enjoying this show a lot more than I did Isekai oji
0: Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll release sometime soon with Halloween coming up. That would be great timing, but... I don't think that'll be the case. So now we move on to currently watching. So all of the anime that are releasing or premiering in the season. To start us off, I am watching an anime called My New Boss is Goofy.
1: I am too.
0: Oh wait, you are? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know your motivation for picking this one up, but my motivation is that my favorite voice actor, Yuichiro Umehada, voices one of the main characters.
1: My motivation is that it's an anime that centers around the typical workplace millennial, something that we can relate to.
0: Yeah, that was also one of my my motivators. (laughs) I was like, let's go, a show about working adults? Very relatable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Wotakoi was the last one that I watched and probably the only other one that I watched so far. Um, I'm one episode into... This. How many episodes are you in?
0: I've seen two, and this is slated to have twelve episodes total. I I'm enjoying this. I feel like, interestingly, even though this is about adult men, this is going to be the fluff of the season for me, like the fluffy anime, the the feel good stuff. And I saw somebody comment about this show saying that it's the spiritual successor to Play It Cool Guys, which I think came out last season. And that is very much the case. So if you've watched Play It Cool Guys and you enjoyed that type of anime, which is pretty much hot guys doing cute things, My New Boss is Goofy is right up your alley.
1: Play It Cool Guys came out last fall season. Oh,
0: shit. I'm so so off then. That was a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I thought it was a a season or two ago. (laughs) It
1: wrapped up um, earlier this spring. So maybe that's why you thought it was... (laughs) I guess so
0: oh my gosh I'm my sense of time is all over the place
1: but it's not by the same mangaka no it's just same similar sort of premise where it's just like fucking clumsy guys
0: yeah it's it's truly the hot guys doing cute things like category I know that's not an official category but it feels like it should be because this is the second show that I've come across like this there's probably other ones out there and honestly if that became an actual genre I would be all for it
1: (laughs) I I can see those elements here but I think what I relate to the most with my new boss is goofy is the 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 sort of workplace trauma that the main character uh, Kentaro goes through and you know, kind of feeling assured that his new boss isn't anything like how his old oppressive boss was. And I, like, I don't know, like some, like I felt that in my bones because I was, I'm reminded of previous jobs I had where like the boss just was not terrifying, but like you, like you had to like walk on eggshells around them. Um, but I I find comfort in that kentaro can be so comfortable around uh, uh, <laughs> say, uh, <Yu-ichiro> <laughs> um uh Umehara. Um Yusei, I think is is the boss's name. Uh because he's he he's 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 a human himself, I guess that's the way of it. Like even though he's at this level of boss, he's human, um, but he's he offers support and encouragement to kentaro which is miles better than what he received from his former employer.
0: The format for the show seems to be like segmented or what do you call it like vignettes or whatever. Mm-hmm. i I think there's a bit of a storyline here, mostly around the main character's journey to feel comfortable in his new working environment and not, you know, initially have these like visceral reactions to things as he relates them to his old job. But I don't know if the show's going to have much of a story beyond that. Or maybe the other part of the story is like he grows in his career or whatever. But right now it just seems to be very much like, you know, adventure of the week type of formula. So if you're somebody who's looking for an overarching story, this may not be up your alley. But if you enjoy the fluff, if you want to just see like something that's very calming, um, very relatable, and just like... Nothing too intense to kind of like turn your brain off and watch and enjoy. This could be a really good option. The next show is Dr. Stone New World Part 2. So I'm watching this one, but Carl has not watched Dr. Stone, although I highly recommend it to him. I am two episodes in out of 11, and it's essentially the second part of the same season, uh, New World, and I'm enjoying it. I love where we're at in the story. Of course, it's picking up right where the first part left off. Makes sense because it's technically part of the same season. And it's great. We're at like a really interesting part of the story. I'm loving where Dr. Stone is going. And I talked a little bit, I want to say in our last First Impressions episode or somewhat recently, about the, the shift in Dr. Stone's like not tone, but focal point. Because if you've watched the first season or two, science... Was the focal point. They spent a lot of time showing us how Senku solved different issues through the use of science and how he applied science um, to help progress the society. And then as the show goes on, it feels like science kind of takes a little bit of a backseat because they're still explaining the scientific processes that he's going through, but not nearly as in depth as they were in the beginning and I kind of like was sad about that but now where we're at in this current Dr. Stone season I think it actually makes sense I think they're sacrificing a little bit of the focus on science in order to give more attention to the really interesting turn of events in the story so I'm okay with this as I'm watching this this current season or half season or whatever. I like where we're going, and I think it's okay for us to say we're gonna, you know, show less of the science in order to focus more on what's going on with the story. As I think we're like, I don't know how much longer the anime will go on, but it feels like we're like powering towards a pivotal moment in the anime, or maybe the climax of the anime.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. I think I mentioned this in this whenever when was the last core was it spring or summer for dr stone uh i
0: believe it was summer but let me look here really quick it aired in
1: april so that would have been spring
0: Spring, yeah so that skipped one season
1: i feel like i mentioned this during the spring impressions but the manga ended in march of 2022 so i can see why the focus might shift from the science shenanigans to advancing the plot at this point um i'm just saying that even though i have never watched dr stone is senku the titular dr stone uh
0: yes okay (laughs) you could say that yeah well well, okay
1: (laughs) maybe i'll have to find out when i eventually watch the show but um yeah it seems like the show is probably nearing its end game
0: Next up is a new anime, which is called The Kingdoms of Ruin. Are you watching this one?
1: Uh, I don't think I added it to my plan to watch list, so I think it's just you watching this one.
0: Okay. Well, I will tell you that my motivation was 100% because the main character is a male Sunday. 100%. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at anything. I didn't know the synopsis. I saw one image of of the fucking main character, Adonis. His name is Adonis. <laughs> and he looked <laughs> the fucking fuck? pissed, like sundere energy, straight up. And I was like, bam, add this bitch to my plan to watch list. And it's actually pretty good. So I'm two episodes in out of um, 12 is what it's slated for. It's animated by Yokohama Animation Lab, which I'm not familiar with. And I'm skimming here really quick to see if there's anything that they've done that I've watched. No. There's, yeah,
1: nothing familiar to me either. Yeah,
0: and so to me, although they did do the tights anime, look at this. That's funny. There's an anime Indian like tights. Yeah, it's it's the tights anime.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: So I'm not familiar with the studio, but they're doing a really good job. Like the first episode was very impressive. The animation looked really, really good. Um, and second episode, uh, didn't have as clean animation because I'm sure they're wanting to impress people with the first episode but it still looked really really nice and the way the story is unfolding I find it to be very interesting it's basically about um, a world that is advancing with their technology but prior to that they were supported by witches like there was a you know a, a society between there was an agreement, I guess, of sorts between the witches and the humans that they would help each other out. And now that humans are progressing with their technology, they no longer need the witches. They got rid of all the witches. And now we're seeing the aftermath of that. We're seeing the results of their decisions, which is basically a Sundari guy who's just really pissed about all of that. Oh, it's like
1: the, like the Salem witch hunt trials. Kind of, yeah. And then insert with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, the Sundari. Yeah.
0: So the Sundari drew me in. But the story is keeping me here. I think it's got some promise to it. I, I just don't really know what to expect at this point because I'm not familiar with this IP. But I'm here for it and I'll, I'll keep watching it. Plus, the main character is voiced by Kaito Ishikawa, who's one of my favorite um, voice actors. So he, he's really good at doing Sunderi roles. Uh, so he's a great cast, in my opinion, for this character. But if I think this one's a really good option, then maybe I'll encourage you, Carl, to watch it
1: maybe
0: (laughs) the next show on our list is for sure something that we're both watching because we've been watching it physically together and that's Ron Kamonohashi's Forbidden Deductions
1: although I think the manga is called Ron Kamonohashi Deranged Detective
0: you know what I kind of like that title better (laughs) (laughs) so we're two episodes in it's slated for 13 episodes and it's it's truly a quirky buddy cop anime. We've had a couple of these before. Um, I think the one you most recently watched is Buddy Daddies.
1: Mm-hmm. Although the way I see this, it's sort of like Ace Ventura meets Code Geass.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, you, you okay. Watched, did
1: you watch Ace Ventura, Jimmy, uh, Jim, yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey's? Yeah, Jimmy been, <laughs> I call him Jimmy, Jimmy Harry. <laughs> um yeah but just because uh, the main character Ron Kamonohashi uh, he's so quirky and yeah he's fucking weird yeah I, I mean forbidden deductions like there's a like he's I guess not the world's greatest detective but one of the most intelligent um, but he's limited in what he can do and you find out the reason why for that. In the very first episode but it's his accompl- accomplice uh, his well,
0: partner in crime yeah <laughs> his
1: his new partner in crime um Ishiki that kind of brings him back into the fold of solving these mysteries and it's it's amazing like how they come up with like solving these or how Ron is able to solve these because it's very very intricate details about these mysteries that you don't even think about.
0: I'm not gonna lie, I initially, like at first glance, also thought this was gonna be a boy's love because it's called Forbidden Deductions, and I just kept thinking like Forbidden Seductions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I kinda I do wish they they went with deranged detective instead. I think that's way more fitting. But I guess forbidden deductions is more eye-catching. I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. I love when you have two polar opposite characters. Who are forced to work together and shenanigans ensue i don't know what like the like the, the main storyline is going to be at this point i hope that there is one at some point I, I don't want this one to just be adventure of the week style i would like to see an actual story and some character development but i'm enjoying it so far
1: yeah i mean there is an element to ron that we're not going to talk about here because i think that really delves into spoiler territory but I think because of that element there are certain people that are keeping an eye on Ron so I feel like that's what's going to propel the plot for this series but yeah right now I'm enjoying the interaction between him and Ishiki as they go out to solve all of these various kind of unsolvable crimes but You can't beat the world's almost greatest detective.
0: (laughs) Now diving into the romance territory for this season, the uh, next show that I have, which I don't think Carl is watching, is Our Dating Story, The Experienced You and The Inexperienced
1: Me. I am not.
0: So I am one episode in. It's scheduled for 12 episodes. And uh, I guess first impressions just only being one episode in This is not the dumpster fire I thought it was going to be. I I saw this and I was like, this is going to be the dumpster fire of the season. But it's turning out to be a little more wholesome than I expected. I think the idea is that on the surface, it looks like a dumpster fire situation. But when you actually learn about what's going on, these two characters are more wholesome than they led us to believe. Because the premise is that the um, female character sleeps around, the male character is a virgin, and he, by losing some bet or whatever, has to confess his feelings for her, and then she actually kind of, not reciprocates it, but is very open to the idea. Hmm. And I think he's learning that she's not what everyone thinks that she is, and she's learning through him what it's like to be in a in like a nice relationship, in a legitimate, wholesome relationship. So I I'm sure there's going to be dumpster fire elements to this because it does have not like etchy parts to it, but you know there's a lot of like suggestive stuff. It's a romance. There's a lot of like sexual tension, but again, it's it's just more wholesome than what we all thought it was. At least what I thought it was.
1: Okay, that's a really interesting premise Uh, because I I don't know like why I thought from the title this would just be another so-so rom-com but I think the fact that it's kind of preaching there's more than meets the eye makes it more appealing to me rather than just some rom-com that has some funny shtick to it
0: yeah, and I think that's what's going to keep me around for this one. This is what's going to help motivate me to stick through this first season of this anime unless it makes like a crazy turn and suddenly it really is a dumpster fire and then then we'll see if I stick through with it. But so far I'm enjoying it. I think the animation's solid. Um I think the the idea is is great. So, I'll hopefully end up finishing this one, but we'll we'll see. I'm I'm wondering how they're going to strike that nice balance of like wholesome with some of the more suggestive moments in the anime well speaking of dumpster fires I have actually found the dumpster fire of the season for me and that is through a girl and her guard dog um yeah I don't know how to feel about this one so this is another anime where I added it to my list because Umehara is voicing the main character I thought that this one would be something that appeals to me that I would get really into because the idea behind it is like there's this guy, um, and he's tasked with you know what? This is like what's the other yakuza? The yakuza's guide to babysitting.
1: Okay, but that was wholesome.
0: This is like that, but not wholesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Like, take that same <laughs> okay.
0: idea where like a yakuza member is forced or tasked to protect and, and kind of raise like a young girl um but then add like grooming to that
1: <laughs> oh.
0: and that's why it's a dumpster fire so i'm too epic oh i just hit the microphone i'm two episodes in and it's scheduled for 13 episodes we'll see how long i can go um i don't think this is like as egregious as something like my life as Inukaisan's dog where i had to just i, I had enough after one episode. But it definitely is shaping up to be a dumpster fire because, I mean, just being blatant about it, there does seem to be a, like a little bit of that grooming element happening here because the guy is older. Um, The girl it has been under her like under his guardianship since she was like super, super young. And now she's falling for him. So, yes, it is a romance anime, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. It just depends on, like, how far they go with this stuff, if I'll hit my my limit with it or not.
1: And I thought the visual for this, the poster of the, the male character cradling the female character in his arms with the sword I thought that was like a precious, wholesome thing, but I guess I was wrong.
0: That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, great. Like, they probably share a, a strong bond. Maybe he's like a father figure to her or like a, an older brother figure. Nah, she has the hots for him. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I think what's like the cherry on top too is that the animation is not the greatest, it's very, very stilted. And also the character designs, so like the animation style isn't exactly my favorite. And there's one aspect of that that is just very, very odd to me. And this could just be personal to me. It could just be me being a little bit nitpicky. But when the characters are looking sideways, like sideways profile, is that, is that like does that make sense? Like they're looking yeah. sideways. So from your point of view, you're seeing like the side of their face, like their cheek or whatever. The way their eyes are drawn, they're like wiggly. Like you know, like when you look at someone's eye from the side, it's like a circle. It's it's round. It's circular. Mm-hmm. They're just like a fucking squiggle. I cannot explain it. I need to just like find a picture. A
1: screenshot.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll share a screenshot of it in the Discord so you guys can see um what I'm talking about. But it's just odd to me, and it's a super minor point. It's probably just part of the creators or like the anime studio's decision to on how to animate the characters, but it bothers me. I don't know why, it's just a very odd thing to look at. So yeah, I'll let you know if this one is, um, if this one's like a, a dumpster fire I can sit through or if it's one I drop, but either way, I would not I would not recommend you, Carl, to watch this. I don't think you'd enjoy it.
1: All right, I wanna stay like 600 feet away from it.
0: <laughs> well, you have a romance anime on your list as well. And that's the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you.
1: Did you say the right amount of reallys?
0: I had to point at each really to make sure I got all of them. (laughs) Five
1: reallys for some reason. (laughs) I think this was more of a recommendation from our Discord users because they were all talking about this show and and there was so much buzz around it. Uh, that I just had to watch it for myself. I am one episode in. I think there's about 12 episodes, 12 or 13 episodes for this one. Um, oh, there, there's no count. That's official count that's been announced yet. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I can kind of see why there's so much buzz around this. Um, I guess premise-wise, it's about this male student who hasn't had the best of luck with finding girlfriends, and divine intervention actually kicks in, but there's a mistake that happens in the process that causes him to, or causes, I guess, 100 girls at his new school to fall in love with him. Um, So there
0: are actually 100, 100 girls.
1: Well, going off of the OP and ED for, I'm assuming, this first season, I think they're going to focus on five for now. For now. Okay. <laughs> but I guess the interesting thing is that if I think his name is Rentaro. Uh yeah, the main character's name is Rentaro. If he turns down any one of the girls, then the others will die.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a really odd premise for a show, but it feels like this show is a bit of a parody on the harem genre.
0: So, is it a true harem where, like, there's no f- clear front runner for the main character, or does there seem to be like one girl who's slated to win in the end, but we just have to go through the journey?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say right now because like, I only watched the first episode and they introduce two of the girlfriends, um, and it's not really clear who's a winner there. I think a lot of the focus is on. Rentoro himself and he's a decent guy he's like i would say he's too fucking nice um so nothing like the protagonist from Kanojo kanajo who i just thought was a fucking idiot um i don't know if this show is also kind of going to promote like polygamy in any sense but um yeah I, it's thinking about your question it doesn't seem like there's a front runner but i haven't met the other 98 girls (laughs) yeah in this this anime so maybe my thoughts on that will change um but yeah this show is just very interesting it doesn't seem to take itself too seriously i mean with an outlandish premise like the one i explained it's also like fourth wall breaking and just seems very self-aware because there's a scene with uh the god of love who rantaro talks to and he says something about, like, I thought the god had more lines in the manga. And then there's a skip button at some point that kind of skips over all of his lines. And then he comments on it again. So I kind of enjoy that sort of humorous aspect to it. Um, again, where it doesn't take itself too seriously. So I don't know if this is really going to be like a, a dumpster fire. It probably will be. But one that's going to be interesting to watch.
0: The other show on your list that's not on my list is The Apothecary Diaries.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know why I wanted to pick this one up because it's in that sort of genre that I feel like you watch a lot, where it's kind of the romance of the Three Kingdoms, kind of that period. Didn't you want, love Kongming? Yeah, but <laughs> Kongming <laughs> wasn't necessarily in that genre. It was more modern-day fish out of water i know yeah <laughs> um but yeah this one it's actually set in a fictional country that's based on ancient china but i think reading like some of the the male synopses on it got me interested because it's sort of a mystery but it feels more lighthearted in its approach of like stories revolving around mysteries so with this one it's about this girl who works at an apothecary, which I guess is like a, a shop that's filled with medicines and potions and whatever. You
0: guess. I'm guessing you didn't play a lot of MMORPGs. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. is, is that an accurate <laughs> description of an apothecary? I feel, like, I feel like that's very much a a thing in a certain uh, genre of video games. But yeah, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is is what i said about an apothecary yeah accurate? okay um, so yeah it's this girl who works at an apothecary but then she gets kidnapped and forced to work in a palace uh or i guess it's called the rear palace where women or concubines are supposed to give birth to the emperor's children but there's been a a, a string of children who have mysteriously been passing away and the eunuch who's in charge of this rear palace is trying to figure out what's going on and then he happens to hear that this girl her name's Mao, Mao, um has an idea of like how to stop these killings or like offer remedies of how these children can survive that he enlists her to be a, a lady in waiting to one of the concubines so it's it feels like a, like a standard who done it <laughs> who done, like just like a, a mystery or a thriller but the character Mao Mao it feels like so endearing and so humorous that she adds the light-hearted touch to some of the drama of figuring out the, these mysteries and and these sort of conspiracies surrounding the palace uh, so I'm looking forward to watching this one again it's my first kind of forward foray into the historical... I guess semi-historical period piece. Um, a lot of big-name actors or VAs in this one. Aoi Yuki is playing Mao Mao. Um, she was Lucy in Cyberpunk Edgerunners as well as Froppy in My Hero. Uh, Takeo Otsuka, who played Aquamarine in Oshinoko, kind of a newcomer, um, as he's playing the eunuch named Jinshi. And then Atsumi Tanizaki, who is Anya from Spy Family, plays one of the concubines and yui ishikawa who plays mikasa from aot um is another concubine so yeah i I could hear a lot of their voices as i was uh watching the show so looking forward to that as well
0: this sounds like a show that i watched somewhat recently which was raven of the inner palace which also had you know like a, a female main character and like mysteries that needed to be solved um and it was set in that same time period and in china if this show has a subtext of romance to it let me know i might pick it up i actually saw this one i was thinking about adding it adding it to my list but there wasn't like a clear indication of whether there was romance in here at all so i was like Mm. "Eh, i'll hold off but if if as you're watching it you notice that there is some romantic development of some sort let me know i might pick this one up
1: yeah i don't i didn't pick any of that up from the first episode i've only watched one episode of this so far because uh, there's a significant age gap between mao mao and Uh
0: oh oops <laughs> <laughs> then never mind <laughs> but like with
1: raven of the inner palace did that feel like more of like a serious story yes okay this one again it, it's feels like more a little bit more comedic um in its approach so i don't know if that's That'll interest you in watching it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if there will be romantic subtexts on the road, but um, yeah, it's more so the hijinks of some of the mini hijinks that Mama was going to get herself into while being part of this palace.
0: Next up is a biggie. It's like a new one for us anime folks, but uh, manga readers are super excited about it. It's Free Run Beyond Journeys End. We're both watching this one. And it's it's good so far. We're one episode in out of 28, I guess. 28's interesting. You don't often see a 28 episode season.
1: Well, I think it's because the first four episodes of the anime came out simultaneously. and Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess that kind of affords more of the story to be told in the remaining 24 episodes.
0: It looks great. I don't really know what the story is going to be. Just one episode in, but it looks amazing. I mean,
1: uh, Madhouse.
0: Yeah, Madhouse is killing it with the animation. The music is beautiful. And this is coming from someone who often doesn't notice the music in anime or not enough to like, you know, comment on you know how it how it is. I'm really enjoying it. It it feels like it feels like a soft anime. Is that a weird way to describe it? Like it just feels soft and like light.
1: I don't know. I feel like (laughs) we're going to be in for like an emotional time with this one.
0: I think so too, but not in like an intense way. It's kind of giving me the same (laughs) feelings that I got when I watched Violet Evergarden. I'm not saying everything in Violet Mm. Evergarden was like super soft and lighthearted because there were some really intense moments, but overall it felt just like very fantastical and like otherworldly and like beautiful i kind of get that same vibe from free run and it might just be because of the animation style and because of the music but regardless i I think it's setting us up for i I agree with what you said like an emotional journey of sorts
1: it's funny you mentioned violet evergarden because the music composer for this anime is evan call who did the music for violet evergarden
0: well there you go because violet evergarden had some really beautiful music
1: yeah Uh, This is a side note. I was interested in this anime before I even heard about it because one of the members of my favorite J-pop music group, Atari Shigako uh, Kanon, I think this is one of her favorite manga. So that's got me interested in like learning like why she loves it, but also why the manga community has been clamoring for, or like just been heaping praises on Free And i I think the premise is interesting it's kind of like what really happens after the happily ever after
0: yeah that was really great the first episode was super interesting because i not really spoilers but like it's it's called beyond journeys end so you're right at the end of a journey mm-hmm. so what happens next
1: yeah and it's so interesting how this the first episode like you meet the the heroes of this story and you already feel an emotional attachment to them, even after just meeting them after for a couple minutes. And maybe it's because of the way that the VAs are delivering these lines, and maybe it's just the way that the story flows. Um, and maybe it's also the music, like the music going from triumphant to reflective that really puts you in the moment. But I think that aspect of Free Ren is going to possibly make this uh uh, one of the standout anime for this season
0: next up we have probably one of the biggest shows for the season and that is spy family season two we are one episode in it's scheduled for 12 episodes and yeah it's it's good i i thought it was a great start to the season but at the same time just one episode in it seems like more of the same with spy family. So I'm really hoping, and I've talked about this multiple times with Spy Family. I'm hoping we get more like more story progression, like actual story progression versus like little bits of progression here or there. I wanna see us move forward or at least take one big step in the actual like spy family core story. But first episode wise, like it's it's super enjoyable. It was a really fun episode. Um, And I thought it was a good way to kind of get us back into the spy family groove of things.
1: Yeah. The first episode kind of just followed the standard spy family formula where we see Lloyd misunderstanding Yor, Anya trying to patch things up in really odd ways. Bond being Bond. So (laughs) there's not much in the way of advancing the plot like we saw with I believe it was the last episode of the first season. Um, but I think there's an arc in season two that will prove to be a little bit more fruitful outside of seeing these typical vignettes um, that we see of the eponymous spy family.
0: I don't really have much to say beyond that. I mean, it's, it's spy family. It's great. I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest of the season goes. But yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> that OP, though. Um, oh, my God, a- the, f- the feet. <laughs> yeah, the fucking big steps. That <laughs> you were so doing.
0: like offended because by that when we looks, first watched it.
1: <laughs> it looks like that SpongeBob walking cycle from the last <laughs> episode. Um, it's so goofy seeing like Anya, Lloyd, and you're taking these steps. I mean, it, it's it's a different art style, which makes it interesting. Um well I think what also makes this OP interesting is that it's a collaboration between I don't know how to pronounce this and someone correct me if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly Ado and The Seatbelts of Cowboy Bebop fame. Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, of course it would have been nice to hear Official Higedandism doing another opening for Spy Family, but The Seatbelts I- I'll take them.
0: Next up we have the Rising of the Shield Hero season three. Oh boy. I was nervous about this. Um, I'm only one episode in. It's scheduled for twelve. I did not enjoy season two. Um, I spoke very openly about that in the season two review episode that I did where we brought on Ash from Sipping for Senpai podcast. And we just we we were very
1: you roasted the shit out yeah, of Yeah, we really
0: did. <laughs> it was not good. I did not like season two, so I did not have high hopes for season three. However, this is a surprisingly strong start for the season. So, Shield Hero is done by Kinema Citrus, and I did not like the way that season two looked. I hated the CG. Um, I thought the animation just wasn't, you know, Kinema Citrus quality most of the time. I think that they're coming in hot with the first episode of season three. They're like, it's okay, guys, don't worry. We can do really good animation and we have great production quality. And I think they're trying to prove that with this first episode (laughs) because I was impressed. I was like, holy shit, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. This looks great.
1: It's kind of like they're saying thank you for sticking with us through the muck (laughs) <laughs> now enjoy the sunshine
0: yeah basically um i i don't want to comment too much on the story because we are pretty deep into the story with it being the third season but it's picking up pretty close to um, the end of the events of season two and it's it's i don't know how to explain it without really spoiling much so if, if you've watched shield hero you'll kind of jump right back into things um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with this first episode, and I'm holding out hope that the rest of the season is as good as this first episode was. Speaking of third seasons, we also have Tokyo Revengers season three, although it kind of feels like season two, part two, but I think it's technically season three, or at least that's the way Mal has it described.
1: Yeah, because season two came out uh, winter of this year uh let me look really
0: quick here yes winter 2023 so not that long ago and they have the same opening song
1: yes this one from official hige dandism which i love Um, i think they use elements of the second bridge to kind of differentiate it from the excerpts they use from the song in the first opening or the season two opening um And yeah, obviously new visuals and with this, uh, a new focus on the Tenjiku gang that Tomon has to face.
0: We're one episode in, it's scheduled for 13 episodes. The first episode was solid. The animation was good. And I know that Tokyo Revengers typically has a, they don't have the greatest track record light in films when it comes to Tokyo Revengers and being as consistent with animation throughout each of the seasons. But this first episode looked really good. And uh, yeah, I just I felt like it was jam packed. I felt like there was so much crammed into this first episode. Mm-hmm. I hope the pacing isn't as uh, intense the rest of the season.
1: And besides the first episode being jam packed, it opens up a can of worms about what could be possible in this storyline. And I will just leave it at that for those of you who aren't into Tokyo Revengers, but I do encourage people um, to to watch this. So I think season two helped get the series back up on its feet after a a sort of lackluster second half of season one, and I think the show is gearing up towards its finale. Um, Yeah,
0: it said that this season is kind of the final arc of Tokyo Revengers. So we're not sure if it's going to end with this season or if there'll be more after this, but we are technically in that final part.
1: Yeah. So looking forward to how this show, if it does wrap up, how it does conclude. I remember hearing some mixed feelings about the, the manga's ending um, I know, all
0: I saw on Twitter was Tokyo Tokyo Revengers fell off, and I'm yeah. like, oh boy, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> but hopefully it, it's something that'll give us a good discussion when we get to it. And it. It's a provocative ending, but we'll see.
0: Then we have a show that is very unexpected. It's Undead Unluck. And I picked this one up. We we're both watching it, but I, I picked this one up because I saw... So much buzz on Twitter when the anime adaptation got announced. People were super excited about it. I didn't want to look into it more because I didn't want to spoil myself. Um, but I I really like this anime. We're only one episode in. There's no official episode count that's been announced that we're aware of anyway. But I can already tell Like this might be one of my favorites of the season. That was a fantastic first episode.
1: Yeah, I kind of walked into this series blindly. Like I knew there was hype around it, um but I didn't read any premises or watch any PVs about it. And so watching that first episode, I didn't know what to expect and yeah, it was it was weird, but it was it was great. And the studio behind this adaptation is David Production, which I think doesn't really come as a surprise to me because I feel like Undead Unluck kind of lives in the same realm as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where it's just fucking crazy for the fun of it.
0: The impression I'm getting with this anime is the same impression that I got with Zom 100. It's just yeah. quirky. It's got great humor. Um, wh- whoever is like, you know working whether it's like the the manga or the anime adaptation, whoever's in charge of the comedic timing of things, they are getting it spot on. I'm just I, I loved the thrill ride that episode one ended up being and how weird and unexpected different elements are of these characters and the unlikely pairing of the two main characters. I just I love how insane all of this is panning out to be and I'm excited to see more. I can't wait to watch the next episode.
1: Yeah, it's an unlikely relationship between the two main characters. And they are working together towards a very strange goal. But I think that's what makes this all the more captivating to watch. Um, I, 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 I think this is a show that isn't going to take itself too seriously as with like something like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, but I think it's going to be a fun thrill ride
0: now we're moving on to the last category for this first impressions which is upcoming anime whether that's anime that have not premiered yet for the season or ones that are on our plan to watch list but we haven't started them yet so i'll kick us off with rascal does not dream of a knapsack kid this is yeah this is a movie it's I think technically the sequel to Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't read the details. Um, But it's supposed to come out December 1st of this year. I don't know how soon we'll have access to it here in the States. But I do plan on watching it when it comes out because I did like Bunny Girl Senpai. And then we have another movie coming out, which just kind of confuses me, but I'm very, very excited for, and that's Spy Family Movie Code White.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know if there's a release date.
0: It says December 22nd of this year, but similarly, who knows when we'll be able to watch it here in the States.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is... I think this is a non-canon movie.
0: Which just like pains me. Well, I'm like, oh, yeah non-canon anime movies.
1: It's, it's riding on the Spy Family hype train that's been chugging along they're, since the premiere last year.
0: Yeah, they're pulling a My Hero Academia with this one. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I think that it was derived from a concept from the manga Tatsuya Endo, but I don't know where i read that or if that's just something i made up um yeah i mean i'm sure they're gonna try to fit this movie within somewhere in the timeline of spy family i think we're still gonna watch it because we both love spy Family. yeah
0: i'm definitely gonna watch it for sure
1: but i think if it is non-canon it will just be kind of mindless fun for us
0: then we have um a show that it has premiered, I believe, but um you have it on your watch list. That's under Ninja.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about this show. I read the mail synopsis, saying that it was about like a student that is going to become an assassin, something like that. I don't know. I I've just, I just I just picked this one because I feel like it's going to be falls the fall season's mid offering. Um, and I you really of,
0: love those mid-shows. <laughs> yeah,
1: you kind of just need that to balance out everything else. So I'll see if I can get around to watching this and report back. You also
0: have um, Butareba, the story of a man who turned into a pig. What the fuck is this? Yeah,
1: one of our friends told us about this. I I think it's a, it might be an, yeah, an isekai if it's a guy that turned into a pig.
0: Is it an isekai or is it a reincarnation? Oh,
1: maybe it's a reincarnation. But the the, the oh, no, it I've say, seen,
0: It says isekai on mount.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the visuals for this imply that it takes place in another world. Uh, and then you just have, I don't know if you're looking at the same poster, this rotund porker that takes up the, the bottom corner of this poster.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like a really cute anime girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't get. Is this like wholesome? I'm scared. It's like an etchy. I'm. I'm getting like Inukai San's dog vibes, but that's probably just me being traumatized.
1: <laughs> uh, comedy fantasy. It's but it's done by Project Number Nine. I don't think they really
0: have. Have they done etchy shit before? Uh, I have no idea.
1: They did like Laud, Lo- love after world Aww, Laud. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I think just the the pig makes this interesting.
0: And then you also have Goodnight World on your list. I have not heard of this one. Yeah, I? I,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, because this was in the ONA category of Mal, and sometimes we just skip over those. Uh, But I heard about this through a a friend's Instagram story, uh, because they were asking, like, is anyone planning to watch this show? It's a Netflix anime. It's by Studio Nas, (laughs) Oh. <laughs> if you remember them from, I think they did Sabakui Bisco.
0: Oh, man. That one was, it started off so good and then kind of faltered a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, I The premise of this, from what I read on mail, is that it's, a, it's about a game about a family played by people from a broken family who don't know they're part of the same family.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. They did My Sister, My Writer?
1: uh did they
0: yeah the, the studio nas has my sister my writer yeah. on here <laughs> yeah. oh boy well, and yeah, that makes things interesting and wait wh- and lucifer and the biscuit hammer uh-oh yeah um i don't know what
1: to exp- like i don't know why netflix thought hey we'll, we'll pick this up <laughs> uh maybe it's because it, it there's like the game aspect of it um but this one was interesting um looking at the poster on mail too about like this family who doesn't know that they're all playing the same game and what kind of effect that will have on them as they continue to play through this game and like if that bleeds into their real lives.
0: You also have on your list, which I guess is technically on my list as well, the newest but not the last Studio Ghibli film, apparently, because Miyazaki's not going into retirement, The Boy and the Heron.
1: Yeah, this was technically part of... The summer season, because it it released in Japan over the summer, but I think it has an official release date here in the States for December 8th. Um, I know there's already been a lot of marketing and promotion that's come out for this film, even though originally all we knew about it was a a poster with, I guess, the, the heron. Um but I I've heard about the stacked voice cast for the English dub of this. And I know there have been online publications that have come out with videos and and images. I still wanna go in blindly with this, even though I know it's not Miyazaki's last film. Um uh, and just kind of have that experience. I don't know if you've already seen some of those materials or if you're also gonna walk into this blindly.
0: I want to walk into it blindly, although I did see the cast list for the English dub. Uh, not, I don't think we'll watch it English dub. Probably not, no. But it looks very impressive, that roster. That
1: yeah, Christian Bale. He's
0: coming back for another Ghibli film.
1: Robert Pattinson, Two Batmans, and A Green Goblin. Two Batmen. Two Batmans. <laughs> <laughs> and then A Green Goblin. Will and the Friends in this too, apparently. Oh my God, is he really? Yeah. Okay, maybe
0: we will watch it dub. <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, is Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapters, part two, if that is the official title. Here we go. I believe, we all believe, but who knows, this is the actual (laughs) finale of Attack on Titan. Oh, boy.
1: But then they'll drop Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapters epilogue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we've reached this point in Attack on Titan, like 10 years or so um, since the it started from the first season, and we're here now. I don't know. its I, I know it's cheesy to say we've said this a lot on Strictly Anime, but I feel like we are uh, a part of, or witnessing a piece of anime history with the finale to this series. Um, I'm currently doing a rewatch of the final season in preparation for this final part so hopefully i'll make it through but this too i've i think we've adopted this with a lot of the previews and trailers is that we haven't watched any of them just so we have fresh eyes on what we see with each part of attack and titan that releases
0: and this is scheduled to release november 5th so coming up pretty fucking soon here. I don't know if I'm like mentally and emotionally ready for this. This is like such a big event and I don't know how I'm gonna feel. It's gonna leave a pretty big hole for everybody I think who's watched Attack on Titan and loves it.
1: Yeah, Titan sized hole in our hearts. But I I cannot wait. And I, I'm glad that I've made it this far. You've made it this far. And not hearing any spoilers about the ending to this series. And I wanna commend everyone in our Discord who has read the manga, but has not said anything in our Attack on Titan chat to spoil the anime watchers um, so that we can live through this ending the way that it intended without any outside interference.
0: And that is our list for Fall 2023 and how we're feeling about everything so far. As always, if you guys have any recommendations for shows from the season that we should pick up or that you think we might be interested in or seems like it's going to be you know, a, a pretty big one for the season, let us know. You can reach out to us through our Discord or through Instagram or through email. However best suits you, we'd love to hear your recommendations.
1: Yeah, try to convince me if I should watch MF Ghost. <laughs> you heard about the, the driving one? Like, yeah. <laughs> which I think is like a successor to Initial D. I, I always think motherfucking of- Motherfucking yeah, Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucking ghost when I see that title.
0: And as we mentioned earlier, if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after everything's wrapped up, we post that exclusively on our Patreon. So you can head over there if you're interested in hearing how things pan out for fall 2023 with our end of season review. But thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Hopefully you're uh, excited for the closeout of anime for 2023 with this fall season. And thank you so much again for your patience with us as we figure out um, health stuff and getting our schedule back on track. But subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series. And to know Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.